You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. It's the first Sunday of the new year, and there's no other place I'd rather be than to be here with you. I'm so excited. And thankful, right? So we're here. Um, a lot of um, hope and promise for this year. We're hoping for this vaccine to work, uh, to deal with COVID-19. Some people I know have already taken it. Some uh, doctors that I know have stepped up and taken the vaccine. So we're just keeping our fingers crossed and praying that everything will work fine for everyone that's willing to go first to take it, first responders and, and alike. So I understand it's a phased approach. Each state is going through it um, by a phased momentum. So we'll just have to see how it works out. But for the meantime, most of us will still be shelter in place. If you go out, please mask up. It does make a difference. It's, it does save lives. Trust me on this. Please mask up um, for the sake of your family and for other people that you're going to be around. So, yes, we still have kids at home. They're getting ready to go back to school and uh, some going back tomorrow, some starting on Tuesday. Tuesday is a big day here in Georgia. Yes, we have to vote for the Senate seats. I'm still getting uh, paraphernalia in my mail. If you have not early voted already, Tuesday is the day. Please get out there and vote. And we'll talk some more about that towards the end of the show. I know somebody tied to the campaign trail and I want I'm thankful that they're going to be powering today's show for uh so I'm excited about that today um I got somebody that I I like I'm honored uh that this person is joining me for today uh and we're going to dig right in but for my new people my new listeners thank you I just want to give you guys a little background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about it's all about creatively collaborating connecting and raising awareness regarding issues that impact women by way of community Community service. We do it through public speaking, mentoring, our workshops, and we do it through this platform, which is the arts. Um, I did a post the other day commemorating the fact that Real Chicks Rock has been around for eight years. It's been eight years, and I couldn't do it without you guys and all of your support. Um, this particular platform, I, I really like. See, I'm rubbing the table for those that can't see me. I like this because I get an opportunity to talk to people that I feel that are doing some really dope things in the environment, in the community, whether it's in entertainment, politics, whatever the case may be, I get an opportunity to talk to people that I like, and we get an opportunity to learn more about the work that they're doing and how it's empowering other people. There's such an inspiration. Today is no different. Yes. I get to talk to, I get a conversation with Jodine Dorsey. Hi, Jodine. How are you? Look at those dimples. I can just dive in those dimples. Look at those dimples. <laughs> this is, this, I'm wonderful. I'm thankful to be here and I'm glad you're my first guest of the new year. New year. Yay. <laughs> last, last year, I didn't talk to any, I didn't really have conversations with people. I was all about topics and issues and things going on. And I said, be easy. Come on now. You got to soften it up. You got to lighten it up. It's, we're here. It's, we're one. We're blessed to be here. Let's talk to people. Let's have a conversation. How are you, Dimples? I am good. I'm good. I'm so. It's so funny to hear you call me Dimples. That's been my nickname all my life. Really? That's yeah. It's it's really funny to hear that. But um, man, you know, the, kicking off 2021. Honestly. 
and just being here on your platform oh. um, as a real chick that rocks. Oh. Um, I can't even tell you how honored I am oh. and how I am so grateful for you, Michelle, for doing oh. this for eight years eight for years. women. Yeah. Um, it's, there's not enough, there's, oh. right? It's like yeah. never enough. It's there not enough. enough. We need more women like you oh. to con- continually empower us and inspire us and, and keep us motivated. Um, to keep building, yeah, you gotta keep building, yeah. And, and I think for what you do, Michelle, it's it's amazing work, and I'm a fan. Oh, thank you so much. I'm <laughs> blushing. I don't know if you could tell. You know, sometimes right. the yelling I see, is. I see it. I, I'm, I'm extremely gushing right now. But en- enough about me. We're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. Enough about me. But thank you so much for the warm compliment. I appreciate it. I want to just jump right in. Where are you from? Are you Haitian? Are you South Florida? What? Come on, tell me the deal. What's going on? Where are you from? So let me break it down. Let me yeah. break it down. So Please break it down. Break it down. Break it down. <laughs> I'm um, I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Okay. I'm originally from Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. but um, I'm first generation Haitian. Yes. My mom and my dad are both from Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved to the States, um, gave me this opportunity, gave birth to me in the States, gave me this opportunity yes. to be raised here. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm originally from Miami, but then I moved to, I spent a lot of my time in Atlanta as an adult. Right. I, I always say Atlanta made me a woman. Right. And um, I, now, I now live in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Right now, physically, yes. I'm in Puerto Rico. Tell them, tell them, girl. I am <laughs> in Puerto Rico. I was sharing, Michelle, like I shared with you, I did not, you know, it was a personal thing for me. Um, 2020 has been heavy, you know, it's been heavy for a lot of us. Yes. And I just, I just needed to come here and decompress, Mm -hmm. really give, be grateful, stand in my great, you know, stand in my greatness and and stand in and being grateful, um, for 2020, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And, and really just prepare myself for 2021. Mm -hmm. So I'm here, I'm staying for a week, um, I'm at Love So Beautiful here in Luquillo, um, Luquillo, Puerto Rico. It's amazing. And I'm just thankful. Like, yeah. honestly, that's this is the energy that I wanted to be in. Ooh, to bring you look fantastic. You letting the sun Girl, just kiss on you. your face. I feel the <laughs> yeah. way. I'm going to get me a ticket. I need to get out of here because I'm bugging out. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm bugging out. It's too much. It, it, you know, and you got to be careful. You know, it's, it's COVID. We're in a pandemic. I don't take that for granted. I'm, 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 I'm masked, I'm face shield, I'm elderberry, I'm ginger, I'm turmeric, you know, everything that we need to Mm -hmm. make sure that our immune system is, is running properly. We are fighting this disease together, this virus together, collectively, individually. Um, I am prayed up, you're prayed, like, we got to make sure we're taking all the precautions when we travel. And I know it's a tough time for people to travel, especially if you have kids. Yeah. It's some, it's a, a huge risk factor, but if you can afford it, if you can make it happen, I still say you should get away with making all the smart decisions. Yes, absolutely. I want to, I want to step back. You kind of, you kind of glossed over that your family's from Haiti, from Haiti. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about that growing up as a kid in Miami. What was that like for you? Is it because for me, my parents are my mom, is Jamaican. So it's strict Jamaican. Like, you know what I mean? Like Michelle, come upstairs, Michelle do this. So it was in the Bronx. So it's very, it was very hard. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm a Bronx girl all day and it's in the project. So it was like very strict. So tell me what it was like for you growing up Haitian parents in, in Miami. How was that for you? 
it's, you know, it's, it's an experience that, it's an experience that um, is, it's not, I used to think it was unique, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I used to think my experience was so unique, but as you meet more first generations, yes. we all have this story, right? Mm-hmm. About being here in the United States and living a duality. If yes. You will. Yes. To go home and it's Haitian traditions, mm-hmm. it's rituals, mm-hmm. it's, it's another language in my case. Yes. Know, yes. Patois, Patois is another language yes, too. Like that's it's right. A, it's another language. Um, when you get home, it's another way of understanding, another way of interpreting information. Yeah. When you go out into the school system and, and you're socializing with, you know, kids and American kids, it's a whole different, it's a whole different world. So you live this dual life, you yes. know, and um, a parallel dual life because mm-hmm. you got to be hip for, for, for the American system. Yeah. But you got to be patient. Yeah. That's, you better that's be respectful. Right. You must be right. respectful. Yeah. Right, right. So it's, it's it's so interesting that um, growing growing up, you learn you you learn so much about um, your your country, your culture, mm-hmm. just by just by being an offspring of the parents that that brought you know mm-hmm. that brought you into mm-hmm. this earth. Like I would have never understood the Haitian story if it wasn't for my yeah. my father and my mom and my siblings mm-hmm. who were also all born in Haiti. I would have never understood the American story mm-hmm. um, if, if I didn't understand what my parents had to go through to even come to the United States or even why to come right, to the United right. States. So um, I think I, I like to say it's unique as a first generation, but I also like to say I don't think people understand. I always believe, I, I truly believe this. Americans will never understand the American story until they see it through the lens of immigrants. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think that um, my upbringing ha- gave me that appreciation as I, as I sit and talk to you as an American. Yeah. The different lens that we look at being an American and how being an American looks like. It is a, it's, it, it is a different portal of view. Because um, yes. I'm first born genera- generation here, too, as well. Right. So you right. have a grandmother with a sixth grade education that decides right. to come to the United States because it was just a better way to make money and save. And then the goal was to come back to Jamaica and live in her house. And, you know, right. she brought my mom, who's a twin and my aunt here when they were 13. So it was just like, so the scenario is similar. I think most first generation, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a thing of um, pride uh, yeah. in a sense, right? Yeah. The fact that your family has taken this trip, they've made this choice to come here to create yeah. a better life for the generations to come. And yeah. so you feel like there's a sense of responsibility, right, Jodine, on oh your, on your God. shoulders Woo. to make sure that you're doing not perfection, but you're forerunning for the generations that will come behind you. True. It's, it's the last name, right? Mm-hmm. It's the last name. It's, it's really about our legacy. Right. Right. And, and how do we keep, so something that I do, Perfect example. Something that I do every January 1st, every January 1st, mm-hmm. no matter where I am, I'm in Luquillo, Puerto Rico right now. Yeah. Guess what I did January 1st? I made a bowl, a pot of soup jumu. <laughs> it's a Haitian soup. Yeah. We, we drink it every January 1st. The women, after the men came from um, kicking Napoleon out and the French out of Haiti, 
and we were considered a free black country, mm-hmm. the, first the first free black country. And the women took those vegetables that they weren't and those roots that they weren't allowed to eat. Mm-hmm. And they made a stew for their men when they came back from war on January 1st, 1804. And every year since then, women of Haiti and now men mm-hmm. of Haiti, because mm-hmm. women were typically the cooks back in those days. Let's remember we had roles back then. Right. But every year we've made soup jumu to kind of um, celebrate and highlight this this really pinnacle moment of our history. Mm-hmm. We kicked out the French and I'm American. Yeah. Like, right. Technically I was born in the United yeah. States of America, but that's a tradition that's never going away. Mm-hmm. That's something that, you know, I don't have any kids, but I got to make sure my nieces and my yeah. nephews know how to make soup. Right. Right. I got to make sure that I, my responsibility as a Haitian American is to make sure that everyone who I touch and reach knows the significance mm-hmm. of this meal mm-hmm. because it's so important to my culture and to my heritage. So those are just some of the few responsibilities when we, th- when we think about our legacy mm-hmm. and legacy building yeah. um, that we, we've got to, we have on our shoulders yeah. as first generation. Yeah, we have that on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. We can't let our traditions die. No. We've got to continue to, to, to hold up our ancestors and hold up our, our communities even in our other countries. Mm. So, yeah, that's a huge responsibility. Huge. Girl, and not even to talk about how we got to keep sending money to, <laughs> countries to take care of our family, but that's a whole nother, whole money. nother conversation. Back in the day was sending barrels of food and, and, and you know, barrels of food and perishable, non-perishable items to the island, right? I want to talk to you because you're so enriched with the Haitian culture. I want to understand how did you get to Atlanta and how did that work for you when you first got there? So how did you get to Atlanta? So I, I come from a family of pioneers. I promise you, like mm-hmm. my, my father and his brothers moved to the United States as a collective unit and just accomplished so much in the city of Miami, not only for themselves, but for the community of, um, of little Haiti. And my brother, who's an like, who's a result of that, moved to Atlanta um, back when, I mean, like, and you know, it's been, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're from Haiti. There's only three cities in the United States of America, Miami, New York, and Boston. Mm. So my brother moved to Atlanta. I'm not sure why Atlanta, but ever since my brother's moved to Atlanta, I used to visit him during the summers, um, spent some time up there. And I really loved the city. Mm -hmm. And what I loved about it, was this blackness mm. like it was Wakanda before mm-hmm. Wakanda was actually yeah. a, visual, a visual experience yeah it Atlanta was just always this beautiful city so when I was going to, when I was working after I got after I graduated from um, University of South Florida and um, I was working my first corporate job they they offered me a transfer to Atlanta. I mm. took it. I took it because my brother was there. Yeah. I had family that's so when I when I talk about the pioneers, a lot of my family mo- members moved up to Atlanta mm. um, because of my brother. Mm. Like my brother kind of like went there, put the flag down, said it's safe to come. Yeah. So we flocked like they left. They were like, all right, pack up my bags. I'm out. Like, let me go and start my new life in Atlanta. Um <laughs> And I, and I follow and I, and I went right with them and I was there and I lived 11 full years in Atlanta and it was um, such, 
such a rich and fulfilling part of my journey. It, awesome. it really, really was. Awesome. You met some great people, great relationships. Oh my God. Um, I think Atlanta, like I always say this, Atlanta made me a woman, but Atlanta also taught me, Atlanta pulled out my passion. Atlanta taught me um, a lot more of who I was. Um, I, I became, I defined Jodine a little bit more in, mm. um, in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta is when I got my, um, is when I like understood that there was actually a tribe of people that looked like me mm. and were just as eclectic with listening to everything from country music to house music to um, hip hop and pop music. Like I didn't know those black people existed. I, I, I remember like meeting, I don't know if you know this poet, but there was this poet named John Good. I met John Good and was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You love poetry? Like, like you know, like I was like, oh my God. Um, Atlanta just, just offered me a community to really extract what my spirit, who I was mm. as, a, as a woman. Mm. Like it really provided that community environment for me to really um, be aligned with my spirit. Yeah, yeah, Atlanta's beautiful. When did you start working in the arts? Tell me a little bit about how did you pivot and turn? You got this opportunity, you transferred here to Atlanta. How did you start doing what you do? How did that happen for you? Um, I've always been corporate, mm -hmm. so I've always had a job. Like, look, I was not going to be the starving artist. I dabbled into poetry. I dabbled into all these arts. Um, but I've always had a job. And I was working for, um, I forget what company I was working for. It was a, it was a, corp it was a corporate company. Nonetheless, I started, um, I started this, um, I can, what was it? It was um, a, a, sh a showcase, a, a, a concert. At, in those days, it was called Apache Cafe, mm -hmm. and um, I started this showcase with my partner in crime, Kimmy Bennings, called mm -hmm. Soul Sisters Strip Joint. Yeah. So I started moonlighting, doing those types of doing those types of um, experiences, and um, I also started a newsletter called Jodine's Corner. Mm -hmm. um, was moonlighting, doing that, telling people where to find other events that you know speak to your soul, right. where to find other um, artists and designers and, and food that speaks to yourself. So I um, started these things in parallel, moonlighting while working a corporate job. And then it wasn't, it wasn't until um, I got an opportunity with um, Red Bull as their cultural marketing manager back in the woohoo, back in the day. <laughs> um, I'm not dating myself. And that's when my worlds started to collide. Mm -hmm. Like that's when it just went full on. So moonlighting in the culture and the arts and promoting and booking and doing shows and, um, you know, just, just really engulfing myself into the Atlanta cultural scene. Um, I was doing that, you know, I was doing that since the two thousands mm -hmm. and my, my corporate life and, my moonlighting life kind of came to head mm. when I started working for Red Bull. And then I was able to provide sponsorship to a lot of the events mm. that I, that I supported yeah. and that I loved and create events 
for people yeah. and artists and creators that I love and support. So it was, it, it, you know, like I, I, I just, it just, it just meshed. My world's just meshed. And I was able to kind of do these things on a larger scale. Um, and I've continued to do these things on a larger scale by providing platforms to independent artists. That's a beautiful thing. My mouth is like hitting the desk because I'm like, wow, that's a beautiful thing. And nobody uses that term moonlighting anymore. Now they call it like entrepreneurial, like doing entrepreneurial things on the side because yeah, or hustling or grinding or whatever. But yeah, it's amazing that you were able to have this fusion, right? So Mm -hmm. what you love and then bring money or visibility to the thing that you love. So, cause oftentimes we love things, but it doesn't generate the revenue or the visibility. And then you do it for the love, but you took it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and that was, that was the blessing of it, you know, then after Red Bull and then it, then I started, that was my introduction to the whole live events. Yeah. Right. Like Mm -hmm. that was my introduction because people do this for a living. Yes. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Like, mm-hmm. right. Like I didn't know about marketing. I didn't know about event marketing. I didn't know about experiential. Um, not until like all of my worlds collided. Right. And once my worlds collided and I knew that there was opportunity, there was, there was money here. There was opportunity here. I, I took it and ran, mm-hmm. you know, and I worked with different agencies, which allowed me to work with different brands and continue always with that Northern, you know, that, that North star of, how is this helping and assisting other creators out there? Right. 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 I, I had a gig. Perfect. Perfect example. I had a, I had a, a project with a chocolate company and they wanted to roll out this new kind of chocolate. And I was like, okay, so what black owned restaurants, <laughs> right? Before like buying black owned was a thing. Cause these company, this company was like, can you find me? restaurants where we can get these sampled. I targeted black owned, heck, I targeted black owned restaurants mm-hmm. so that they can get some dollars from this chocolate company right. to sample this chocolate. That's how and I, co- I sprinkled in a couple, you know, you can't do it. So, you know, you sprinkle a little bit more in there, but yeah. that was my objective. I, I, yes, I took that project yeah. with the idea that I'm going to support black, some black restaurants. Absolutely. Good for you. Right? Like, Good for you. That's how you do it. That's yeah, how you do it. I want to talk to you a little bit about w- when you worked with Disney Consumer Products. What was that like? You know, just a little oh, bit on that corporate girl. side. Did that really kind of drive girl. you out the door to be like, I got to get this moonlight thing popping? Was that the thing for you? That was it. That was, that was it. A that was it. I mean, I'm glad you saw it, right? Like, and even then, like Disney wasn't. Disney was a great opportunity as well. Like, yeah. don't get it twisted because mm-hmm. I was able to learn about licensing Okay. for MP3s before mm-hmm. licensing became like right. this whole thing. Right? Yeah. Product placement. How do we get, how do we, how do we take kids bop, which is a whole other um, music, music realm and bring it into the Disney world. Right. right? right. And I was able to learn that through marketing, mm-hmm. through being, you know, working for Disney consumer products. Um, so I was still involved in music, mm-hmm. but it definitely introduced me to the business side of music. Yeah. And that's what I was grateful for. Yeah. You know, everything in your journey kind of 
helps you get to that next level or helps you get to an understanding of something else. Mm-hmm. And then there are some parts of your journey where you just like, why did I make that decision? But that's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. But for this particular one, <laughs> it was all of it. I, you know, looking at it now, I am so grateful that I was understand. I was able to read contracts. I was, re- I was able to read, um, to get an understanding of how the music business works and mm-hmm. the background when it comes to, product placement when it comes to products, to manufacturing, um, endorsements, sponsorships. Disney gave me that opportunity. Yeah, that's good learning. That is excellent learning because we don't all have access to that type of information. So it's great. So you were able to bring that into your world. I want to talk to you more about One Music Fest in essence. Those sound like your babies. Tell me more about that. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, you know, like when your worlds collide, um, I, I used to work for Essence. I worked for Essence about three or four years. Okay. Um, and um, my last year at Essence, before I moved over to the to the agency side mm-hmm. um, for Time Inc., because Time Inc. owned Essence Essence Magazine and Essence Festival at the time, um, I was technically the executive producer for the entire festival. Working under um, working under the general manager for Essence, and um, it was a huge feat, um, a huge undertaking. But the experience, once again, looking at our experiences and how does it build our our, our how does it build or add to our journey? Right. And I never in my craziest mind would have ever thought that I'd be sitting in a position to produce the largest African-American music festival, multiple day music festival in my life. Never would have, never, I would have thought that. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have told you that I had to be in the back running the productions, the, the operations, working and collaborating with artists and um, the artist agencies and working with um, everything from security vendors to, to ticketing and to, you know, venues and, and, taking everything that you can imagine of going to Essence Festival and having a bird eye view on making sure that all of that, all of it works um, in sync and make sure and, and make sure that at the end of the day, because it's still a business, that Essence wins at the end. Yes, right. Yes. So um, it was a huge it was a huge opportunity. I took it. I ran with it. Um, and I am so thankful that I had the um, opportunity to work with just some amazing, mm. amazing black women, mm-hmm. you know, essence is still a black woman's like safe haven. Yeah. You go there, you work, you're surrounded by black women. We are all different and just diverse and just beautiful. Right. And we, we going to fight, but we going to pray. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we are going to make sure that that essence brands never, never fall short. Right. And, and that's what we did. And it was a, a great opportunity. Um, but festivals have been my thing. Mm-hmm. I love working for festivals. Um, I love providing, I love working with um, partners in programming festivals. Mm-hmm. I love working with partners and making sure that the money is tight. Right. For these festivals with sponsorships, like I do for One Music Fest, mm-hmm. um, I work with um, my client Jay Carter and his and the One Music Fest team, um, Ornike Motown, and really just ensure not only that um, we 
we fulfill what we have to fulfill for our sponsors, mm -hmm. but that every person at that festival gets a time to exchange yeah. with, with these sponsors. And so it's a, it's a fun opportunity. It's through my agency. I, I started my own agency because I just needed an opportunity to kind of work on pro work on products and brands that I enjoy. Mm. Um, and so I started Dorsey creative um, production and that production agency started out of a love for elevating black experiences. Yes. Cultural black. I'm very specific. It's mm -hmm. cultural and black experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, shout out to my clients, like one music fest, like Capital Jazz Festival, like um, Apollo Theater, mm -hmm. all of them just telling the story of black culture through arts and entertainment. Yeah. And it's, and it's beautiful. And I'm just glad I get to pay a play a little part of it. I just get to play a little part of it. And I'm, I'm so honored to be able to do so. We call that legacy building work. That's legacy. <laughs> work. That's, that's legacy work because everybody's not gifted or blessed with the opportunity to do that. Right. So the yeah. mere fact that the creator had provided your narrative, right. Ordered your steps to allow you to work with corporate and then tie yourself to the thing that you love so much and then you get to do it and then you get to see it. I, I would be, I know you stand in the back and you see thousands of people and you're like, yo, we're doing this. Like there's a little something in your head goes, yeah, we did this. You know, Michelle, <laughs> we did this. Michelle, the essence to produce essence festival is a whole year. Yes. For three days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like right. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. And you're gone, right? So there's a three-day experience. Twenty, not 24 hours, but it's like an 18-hour, like yeah, yeah. Whole yeah. experience, mm -hmm. right? There is something, and anyone who's worked at Essence, any like if if there's any Essence alumni that are watching this, will probably like um, hit your DMs right now and tell you they agree. There is something about there's um, when you're in the convention center and. You're overlooking, there's an overpass in the convention center where people can walk to get from one side of the convention center to the other. And it's completely like, it's completely a window. So you see everything that's going on mm -hmm. on the floor. Mm -hmm. And you're over and you're looking over a million people. Mm -hmm. You got Coca-Cola, you got the Coca-Cola booth, you got um, Ford booth, mm -hmm. you've got Walmart in the back, you have mm -hmm. all your major sponsors, mm -hmm. people are interacting, people are dancing, people are eating, people are listening to the conversations that's happening on the empowerment stage, and you're sitting, and you're just not sitting, you're standing there looking at a, a million people like having the time of their, their lives. Life. Yeah. Michelle, that's when you cry mm -hmm. and say, thank you, God. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. it's that at that moment, everything else, that whole year of mm -hmm. crying and overeating and missing <laughs> schedules, missing birthdays, right. getting cussed out, breakups because you ain't spending time with your partner. That whole year mm -hmm. is for that moment when you can look at a million people and see the smiles on their, yeah, faces. On their faces. Yeah. And it that's, that's dedication, a year's dedication. That's what I know about festivals. A good one is planned. The minute that the, the last one ends, the next day is typically, you may get that day off, but then the following day is like, you got to start planning. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're like reading contracts because you're booking the artist, mm -hmm. you know, your headline artist for the next one because you got to get those ticket sales going, right? <laughs> so it's a cycle. It's, it's a crazy cycle. Um, and, it, and you've got to be partly crazy. Like I, I always say, 
um, that people that work in events, I don't care who you are, if you touch an event, no matter what lane you're, you're playing in, you are slightly crazy because it takes craziness, a little bit of crazy <laughs> to do what we do. It takes a little bit of crazy. You've got to be a little off somewhere. And I am talking about myself as well. You've got to be a little off to even like go through all of that. Cause oh at the end of the day, once it's over, you're like, can I just work at Starbucks and yeah. just serve coffee? Like I just want to serve coffee. I just want to serve coffee. And then you get a call from your girlfriend, Annika, who's like, Hey, I got a project coming. You want to work with me? Yeah. yeah. Let yeah. me bring this crazy back in my yeah, life. Yeah. Like that's yeah. 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 Girl, anybody in live events has, they have to have a little dose of crazy and just, they got to be a little out there um, to deal with what it takes. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad we're talking about this right now, um, just because live events, the live event space has taken such a hit yeah. during COVID. You know yeah, what I mean, Michelle? Yeah, like, I know. And you know, it's true. Like, yeah. it's, there's no concerts. Yeah. Um, there, We can't go. I mean, Atlanta, y'all still wild. And I'm, I'm, we're not going to talk about that for this <laughs> show. We're not talking about that because I've seen the, the the Instagram photos, Miami and Atlanta. Y'all still wilding. Um, but people aren't going to, people aren't dancing anymore. Mm-hmm. People um, aren't dancing in clubs anymore. Anything of that sort. Live events has kind of taken a back seat. Yeah. Lots of theaters are dark right now. Mm-hmm. Broadway is dark. Um and it's and it's it's so hard. It's it's taken a lot of us. It's 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 a huge hit for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, but what what I love is the spirit of being able to get creative. Mm-hmm. So if we can't if we can't meet in the Apollo Theater, how can we bring the music to you? Mm-hmm. How can we bring theater to you? How can we bring the performance arts to you mm-hmm. um, and continue to create platforms for these creators? Because remember, that's the North Star here. Yeah. Are we bringing a platform for these creators? Mm-hmm. Are we allowing them to to show their work? And um, we've been able to get creative yeah. during this hit for live events. So I, um, you know, shout out to the people that work in the live event space. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard, but we will pivot. We will, yeah. we will, we will get through this. Yeah. We will get through this for sure. It is, is definitely different. Um, I've been blessed to work with Hot Ice Live Entertainment. Shouts out to Ken Rye, right? And so it's been, uh, it's been, you know, you have to pivot and turn and adjust and figure out what can you do in a safe way, right? right. And still, and it's about quality too, right? So you still want to bring quality entertainment, quality sound, this experience is all about the experience. So it is 2020 created a way for us to think of things outside of the box. Um, you can't do things as you used to, but the, the music must go on, right? It still has Absolutely. to keep going forward. So that's, I feel you on that. We're all trying to figure out. Most of us are still home though. And then we look at the same Instagram postings that you see and I'm like, they're actually doing that. Like, where's the, like I can go to the store and I see in the day long lines of people waiting to get in a day restaurant or a club and it's younger people. And I'm like, and I'm looking and my son is like, mommy, you see that line? I'm like, yeah, it's incredible. And then people will call me and say, what's going on with you guys in Atlanta? I'm like, well, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I, you know, I can't speak for them, but that's what they want to do. I think it's the warm weather or 
I don't know what it is being invincible. They think my mom will get it, but I ain't going to get it. Like, I don't, I don't know what people are thinking, but yeah, it's crazy. And our numbers are going up. And it's, you know, it's no judgment, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we were never given the real facts about this virus. Right. Um, It's it's been a moving target since, since inception. Mm -hmm. Um, We media, poor media, poor leadership, um, has made it really difficult for us to believe anything. Right. Um, so, it's, you know, it's like, it's like no judgment, but if you know better, be better, do better. Right. Uh, even, you know, some people look at me and say, well, you drove, you know, you flew to Lucio and you got on a plane mm-hmm. and it's like no judgment. Like that's, yeah. but I'm taking all the right precautions. Right. And when I come to Lucio, I'm in my girlfriend's apartment. Like that's, that's about it, you know, or I'll Mm -hmm. go to the store or I'll go to the beach where there's, you know, no Mm -hmm. one there. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just got to make sure that we're making smart decisions. Mm -hmm. No judgment, Atlanta, Miami. I know. (laughs) We love y'all. That's the best thing to do right now. We love y'all. Maybe Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask you, how did we get from Atlanta to New York? How did we get to Brooklyn? Hmm. Mm, so that's an interesting journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a very interesting journey. What it was a combination of professional, personal, and professional. Okay. And um, I was engaged to a beautiful, beautiful brother in um, in Atlanta, Georgia, and we didn't work out. And so, because we didn't work out, um, we didn't work out in that sense in in, um, in our personal relationship. So there was nothing really tying me to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I realized there was nothing really tying me to Atlanta, I decided to go ahead and go where the checks get signed. Go to New York City. Okay. Um, go check out New York. I, I just wanted to go and check it out. Like, right? I didn't. Okay. I wasn't like I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. I just like let me go and check it out. Okay. And then as the more the closer I closer I got to like leaving, and I was like, okay, well I'm not coming back. So I'm moving. Like it was like okay, fine, I'm moving. So then I moved, um, and I, you know, it was a hard time. I didn't have a job. I quit my my job for an agency, experiential agency. And um, I did the most craziest thing. One would look back and say, never do that shit again. But mm. I did it. Excuse me for this one. Um, <laughs> but I, I quit my job and just packed up my car and moved. Wow. Um, nothing. With $1,500 and that's it. You was really trying to get and out of here. You was trying to go. Yeah. Right? Ooh. And, um, I, and I could have only, I only could have done it. If, if, um, cause I had the support, I had the support of one of my girlfriends named Kai who took the drive with me. Mm-hmm. I had the support of one of my dearest friends, um, Tracy, um, Tracy Fortson, who, if she didn't open up her doors and say, girl, just, mm-hmm. just be, just mm-hmm. stay, stay, stay in my place. There's a room, stay in my room. Let's, let's not talk money. Let's not just decompress mm-hmm. Be. And then, and then, you know, once you start getting your life together, then we can, we can revisit some things. Okay. And if I didn't have that type of support system in place, um, New York would have been a fail. Mm. New York would have been a fail. Mm. Easily. Easily. Mm. That would have, it, it would have been so hard to adjust, but I had that community. I had, I had, um, 
Tracy. I had um, people that I knew from working in the Atlanta music scene, right. like a George Little John and a Russell Johnson from right. Purpose Entertainment. Um, I had other friends that were like, you know, Maya Azucena, who was an artist that performed at one of my shows in Atlanta, who, who came and said, okay, well, hang out with me. And my boy Jabril, who was like, well, stay at my place on the weekends and see if you like Brooklyn. Mm. Like, I had to have that family yeah. that I call my family now um, in order to be able to be successful in New York or transition to New York successfully. Um, I now, in New York, I do, you know, I run my own agency, Dorsey Creative. So I'm technically an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I do work with Apollo. I do work with Capital Jazz. I, I do work with um, a number of brands and other agencies as we collaborate. And New York has just been a blessing. Mm -hmm. Like New York has been a blessing. I don't know if I'm there for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But what I've been able to create, my reality that I've been able to create in New York and my friendships and my family that I've been able to create into New York um, has just been impeccable. Like, it's just been like the perfect next step to Atlanta. Do you miss radio? I want to talk about that. Do you miss radio? I do, girl. Talk about being a personality on WBCX 89.1 FM in Atlanta. And then, yeah. come on, how, you miss radio? Because radio is so different now. I do. And and I got into radio because of Jodine's Corner. I remember I started this newsletter in Atlanta, mm -hmm. kind of informing people of what was going on. But I was also doing artist interviews to inform people of different artists that were coming to Atlanta to right. perform. I remember doing one of my first, you know, like one of the first people I interviewed was like Dwelle. He wasn't my first, but like Dwelle. Mm -hmm. um, I interviewed Dwelle when he was coming to Atlanta and, and different um, independent artists that were coming at the time. And um, there was um, a beautiful soul who was a station manager and Brunel University for 89.1. And Scott, Scott Fugate was like, I love what you're doing. Do you want to do this every Saturday? Mm. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me up. I didn't like radio like that, Michelle, but this is what this is what you do. Yeah. And. And I want to talk about that a little bit more, but this is what you do. You, you're like, I don't know how to do this, but it's aligned with who I am. It's aligned with my North star. I'm going like, yeah. I'm going to go and I'll figure it out. And yeah. I figured out how to run my own board. I figured out how to produce. I, right. fig I figured it out yes. because it was part of my passion. Um, and then after I left 89.1 DJ doc, who's in Atlanta was like, yeah. Hey, let's do, let's do a radio show on this new platform that was way ahead of its time yeah. um, called Beehive FM. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's cool. Let's do it. Yeah. And we were able to bring so many artists inside of a visual studio mm. um, because they streamed the interviews like, like you're doing um, here. And they also had the radio show. So you listened or, and you watched. Yes. And it was just incredible. It was just one, like, I just, I, I love it. I miss it. I actually miss it. And um, have, I'm still attempting to get back into it. I don't know yeah. how it looks. I don't know how that's going to, how that's going to like transpire, mm -hmm. but um, I do want to go back to radio. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. one of my, one of my passions. And maybe it's digital, Jodine. Maybe it's not the way yeah. we traditionally, traditionally know it. But it may be digital because that's just where we're going now. You know, there's just conversations yeah. about how radio stations are unfortunately not 
uh, in a good profitable place like they used to be because we have so many options as to how we listen to music. Um, whether before it was XM radio that was kind of killing them, well, that's dying because now we have all these free streaming services and platforms and, you know, and then people are giving you live mixes on social media. So you, you have so many opportunities in different ways. So yeah, I think because of who you are, you can instantly do a YouTube and be, yeah. you know, <laughs> do a YouTube yeah. channel, yeah. Jodine's Corner. Hey, and just like, you know what I mean? And have people come through and zoom in and do it. Did I give you an idea? I like to help you produce yeah. that. I like to Michelle, be a part of that concept. Let Thank you. Let me know. Like, do I need to get the 20 pre-production? Or let me help you. And action. And we'll do <laughs> And we'll do all of that. <laughs> all that fun yeah. stuff. So do you prefer you, you hosted at the Apollo, right? You, you're doing hosting at the Apollo's theater music cafe, the Capitol jazz fest, super cruises. You like being in that space as well. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, so I started hosting out of, um, out of necessity Mm because I had my own show. Right. Uh, also sister strict joint. So I had to host those shows because when you hire people to host, sometimes they don't give, they don't know the subject. Mm-hmm. And you know this, Michelle, being right. a host, right? right? When you don't know that subject, there's kind of a flatness that you bring to hosting. Mm-hmm. A right? void, like, kind of almost like a, a dullness or a void or... Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, hello, <laughs> my name is Michelle from Real Chicks Rock. And today we're talking to... Oh, we're talking to Jodine. Um, yeah. Yeah, she... Right? So right. that's... It's a flatness, mm-hmm. and for something as passionate about, like as passionate as as music, mm-hmm. something as fulfilling as as music and and the arts that I was involved with, I couldn't find people to kind of bring that excitement to the stage mm-hmm. or explain it the way I knew how to explain it mm-hmm. to people so mm-hmm. that they understood it. Right. So out of necessity, I said, you know, bump this. Let me host my own shows, and from then it just. Like I started hosting other shows and hosting concerts and hosting venues. And um, and so I've always kind of had this rather, um, I call it unique or um, it's it's also a blessing opportunity to work behind the scenes and also work in front of the scenes mm-hmm. as as a host or as a moderator mm-hmm. and and public speaking. I've always enjoyed it. Um, I could, you know, I could even attach it to when I was a little girl and, you know, and I we used to watch Robert Walters. Like I've yeah. always enjoyed those, um, those types of engagements, those mm-hmm. types of speaking engagements. So yeah, I've, I've been able to, to do both and Apollo, you know, you, you brought up Apollo, even Apollo. Um, when I started in, in New York, I was doing it for um, a local, a, a local promoter who, who was who was doing their? He was doing the independent artist shows, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll host your event. Um, not, that's not a problem." I was hosting his event, putting my name on it, putting you know, putting um, putting my brand, attaching my brand to it. And Apollo needed a host or a face mm. for their independent or emerging artist platform, and that was just a win-win situation, you know. And it's once again being in New York and just connecting with folks and standing next to people. You don't even know who you're standing next to um, that prior to COVID. 
um, <laughs> that's that opportunity just, you know, showed itself to mm-hmm. me and, and why not, you know, like lean into it. Why not? I ran with it and host started hosting Apollo, Apollo music cafe. And that in itself has been one of the ways I've been able to kind of keep my hands involved in the independent music scene, but also just to, you know, have a good time and, 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 get people excited about something that they'll never, you know, they haven't experienced before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to talk to you about Ted talk. You did a Ted talk. No, I did not do a Ted talk. No, 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 no. I, um, <laughs> I've done, I've done speaking engagements that are like a Ted talk okay. that talks about storytelling and tell your story. Okay. But I've never, I've never done a Ted talk. I now, would I do a TED Talk? Yes. 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 And it would really, it would really have to do with people telling their story. Okay. Um, I have a passion, and this is, you know, Michelle, this is why, this is why we do this, right? Because right. we love hearing people's stories. Yeah. And everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Everyone has a story. Everyone's mind is just like constantly you know, constantly going and, and it's so different from the this other person's mind. And there's so many things that lends itself to the reason why people make certain decisions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things that influence who you are, what you are. And I love learning more about that with people. And so I, I'm always, I don't even care who, like, who it is. I'm always telling people to tell their story. Yeah. I don't care if you work at Wendy's. I don't care if you work at um, Winn-Dixie, mm-hmm. like tell your story. Mm-hmm. People want to hear your story. Mm-hmm. People want to know what makes you, what makes you, you. I'm, I'm learning that more, Geraldine. That has been a, a, I guess, a private struggle of mine, you know, cause hmm, you think, you, well, you think you could birth something and you think that hard work would, would make or pave the way. And what I'm coming to realize is that people want to know why you're driven. People want to know why you do what you do. People want to know where you come from. People want to know what you're thinking. People want to know what your next move is. And, and this is how you and I connected through Clubhouse, just understanding it's a platform where you could just speak and be transparent. And a lot of people have been telling their story, you know, or how they're feeling or how they're navigating through life and, and how they're changing the narrative for themselves. And so it's a, it's just a really, I think it's a wonderful time for people, but I really see an evolution for women even more um, yes. because we're no longer operating in these preconceived shadows or notions. We're not like our mom. Not that our mom is a bad person. Love you, mom. Um, but we're different because it's a different time and there's different opportunities and we think differently. We move differently. And, you know, and sometimes my mom looks at me, she goes, oh, my God, like, how do you do it all? And I'm like. I don't, I don't think I'm doing anything at all, you know? So I think it's a composition of the blessings from your ancestors and God has for your right. life. And then what you vision for yourself and, you know, the support that you get from your people. And it's just a, it's, it's a whole thing. But I, I was always a person that played the back. Like I'm not really a spotlight person, but yet I created this platform to shine the light on people who are doing awesome things. I think that oftentimes we have stories and they're not necessarily heard. And we all can't get to Black Girls Rock. We all can't get to Essence 
uh, music festival or those platforms where they give you the accolades and the trophies, the Emmys, the Oscars. But I think that we do enough work that makes a difference, that impacts people, that inspires people that are watching, that we need to give them the time. Like I believe in giving people their flowers and roses while they're here versus when you, I no, we're going to have this conversation now. Cause I think that you are an inspiration to people like me and other people that don't even know how to start that may have come from a Caribbean type background that had a certain type of parent and moved to different cities and had this passion about music or being in communications or hosting or bringing awareness to the black community. You've done all of those things. And so I tip my hat to you. I tip Thank my you, hat to you, Jodine. I tip you. I want to talk to you about how you feel about the empowerment of women. I read it in your bio that you you do things and I wanted to give you a platform, an opportunity to talk a little bit more about that. Why is that so important to you, Jodine, empowering women? Well, women in general, like, right, we, we have been in the shadows for so many years, yeah. so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, we had our roles to play. We had our, um, we were limited in our our thinking Mm -hmm. because of our environments or we were um, forced to be limited in our thinking. Mm -hmm. And it, we're in such, it's such a good time right now. And not to say, you know, shout out to the women that like broke those ceilings and was just like, bump this, I'm doing it my way. Mm -hmm. We're going to we're going to go right instead of left. And we've mm-hmm. always been told to go left. Um, but I think it's a, it's such a good time for women right now to really s- step into who they are and be them full selves. Mm-hmm. We are not um, my girlfriend, Cynthia, likes to say this. We're just not monolithic people. We aren't. We, mm-hmm. we are not one dimensional. Right. Women are complex. We have a lot of interesting things about us. Mm-hmm. We, we are more than just, just marry us and let's have a baby. We are more than that. Yes. We are more than that. And this is, you know, no better time right now than to make that point and to live that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why do I do it? I, I do it not only because I'm thinking about the women of tomorrow and, and making sure that women are empowered to do what they need to do, but I'm also honoring the women of the past, yeah. right? Who who had to who had to play their role so that a little Haitian girl can be born in Miami, Florida, right. um, and live in Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. and be able to do the things that she's doing. So um, this is such a good time for us as women mm-hmm. to live our fullest self. We still got work to do. Yeah. I mean, there's still there's still a whole system in place to make sure that we don't go but too far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a whole system in place to make sure that we don't go but too far. Yeah. And I I honor and I'm giving thanks to every woman that is like chipping at that glass mm-hmm. ceiling mm-hmm. to make sure that um, we get to a place where we could just be our full selves and get paid to be our full okay. selves okay. and get acknowledged to be our full selves mm-hmm. and, and not be shamed upon or shunned upon 
because we are our full selves, because mm-hmm. we are loud and we are quiet and we are both, both, you know, we are boisterous and then we're, and, and, and then we are shy. Like yeah. we are so many things and, um, you know, just honoring my ancestors and just looking forward to the future um, and what the future is going to bring to who we are as women. What examples do you hope to leave behind that will help others? Mm. You know, good question, because I don't know if I ever said I have an example. Okay. What I've always said is there's a few things that's very important to me, and I'm sure you understand this being um, a Jamaican first-generation woman. Your last name. Yeah. Your last name is extremely important. And my last name is important to me. Mm-hmm. And my last name is my legacy. I, you know, I, I, I don't have any kids. Yeah. So I've got to think about legacy differently mm-hmm. as, a, as, as a woman, mm-hmm. right? My, my legacy is going to look, has to look a little bit differently. My impact um, has to look a little differently. So I, how do I say this? I really just want to be so intentional in my moves that it inspires, it motivates, it empowers, it, it, it keeps the vibration going for women. Yeah. It keeps it going for the next, right? Mm-hmm. Just by being so intentional about who I am, yeah. being intentional and being completely present and understanding who I am, Mm -hmm. Um, that my walk, which is so important to me, that my walk is in alignment and people are inspired. I always, the prayer is always let God just let me be a portal for you. However you want me to move, however you want me to inspire who, who we need to work on today? Like, who who we talking to today, guys? Like, how how we doing? Like, you know, that's the, right? Yeah. Because, because people, people don't, like, people, my, you know, like, my people's ain't, they're not going to remember, oh, like, oh, Jodine got me this for my birthday, or Jodine, mm-hmm. you know, um, did this or did that. On my, on during my funeral, it's going to be like, Jodine made me feel. Jodine inspired me to, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. that's the, that's, mm-hmm. that's the language that I would hope my life inspires. Jodine was my mentor. Right. <laughs> and because of that, you know, like, you know, because of the directions, X, Y, Z was able to happen. Yes. Like that's, that's so important. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that. What's next for you? What projects you, you got going? What's going on? What's going on? Come on when you come back from Puerto Rico. What's going on? Oh, man. So, you know, it's it looks differently now. You know, with Dorsey Creative Production, um, live events, you know, of course, still still in question for 2021. Right. My, my reality is different. A lot of my reality is virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, virtual experiences. And a lot of my reality now is working from home, um, which is not being in a venue. It's not traveling for work. It's not going to concerts and checking out artists so that I, you know, I could put them, put them on the stage. 
Um, so what's next for me is continuing, continuing to follow that North Star, mm-hmm. you know, continuing to create experiences for people, continuing to provide platforms for people, even if it looks different, um, even if it's just virtual, um, continuing to have those conversations about Haiti, about women empowerment, about yeah. arts, about culture, about entertainment, um, continuing to feed people's soul. Like that's, that's what's next for me. Awesome. It's a continuation. Awesome. Awesome. Where can yeah. people find you? What, where, where can we find you? Where are you at? What's going on? Is that sad? Michelle, did I just say clubhouse? Is that sad? Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Club will, it's not a bad thing because we connected there. So I'm going to mm-hmm. always have a special space in my heart for clubhouse because again, I've been coming up in rooms where they've been authentic, genuine women like yourself sharing, you know, sharing your stories, being transparent, just talking and raising the vibration as women. So I'm, I, I can't say anything bad about it yet. Cause that's where you yeah. and I fell in love. Right. But exactly. so are you on Instagram or what, yes. Facebook yes. So or what's going on? I, Jody? I am. Um, you can always go to my website. Jodine Dorsey is just my name. J O D I N E D O R C E.com and find all of my um, socials there. I'm on Instagram, Jodine Dorsey, Twitter, Jodine's corner, Facebook, Jodine Dorsey. Um, I'm, I'm on it. And I'm also on clubhouse, Jodine Dorsey. Yeah. Like it's, it's just my name. I'm not that creative on that sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like everyone's like got these like cute names on I'm, on social. I'm just like, mm, mm. just my name. <laughs> it's, you mm. know, this is authentically who you, I am. You don't need a cute name because you got those cute, cute dimples. See? Thank you, see? ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. That but face yeah. is cute. That face is, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's girl. I used to be ashamed of these dimples. Don't don't let don't let my smiles like people used to like poke my face and run. It it was you know school kids are the worst. Like let us be real clear. <laughs> school kids are the worst. My self esteem oh. issues are because of elementary school people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I have to agree. I've just you know it's been these last couple of years that I've appreciated the melanin like dark skin yeah. and all of that that's the thing and the mm. the coarseness of my hair I was never what it was never a thing it was like no so I feel like oh now black people are in now like <laughs> like black women are in like dark dark skin is in yeah like so I yeah. feel I yeah. I feel you on that I always had a big booty it was always a thing and I'm pigeon toe and so things yep. that people are aesthetically enhancing now like I Take a number. Right? I've always had it. Like, so now it's in and you're getting millions of dollars for it. What am I doing? So I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> so right. I, I know. And, and that's, I, oh, that's what's dope, Michelle. It's like, we, we are being celebrated. Like yeah. we are being celebrated and, um, and I'm careful with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause we can't let that get to our head. We still got so much work right. to do. And um, just because a fraction of the population want to glorify my skin tone now, mm-hmm. that's great. Thank mm-hmm. you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. yes, like I, I too am celebrating my skin tone. Right. But we just got to be careful because there's still a machine out there. There's mm-hmm. still systems in place to make sure we don't go that far. Yeah, I agree. Period. 
I agree. Period. I agree. Um, there's still systems in place that will keep us divided. There's still systems in place that, you know, you can celebrate your skin tone here, but not over, over there. there. You know, yeah. what I mean? mm-hmm. there's still systems in place. Mm-hmm. And we just we just got to keep working and, and, and shattering those systems. Be gone with all that BS and just celebrate who we are mm. and align ourselves with our spirits. Mm. Align ourselves with our spirits. It's beautifully said. Thank you so much oh, for being my guest today. This was fun. Oh, <laughs> this was this was fun. I gotta I gotta promote some more people. First of all, you you dropped a lot of names today. You did. Oh. You did. Shouts out to Kimmy Bennings. I heard that name. Oh yeah, we know yeah. her. Shouts out to her. Tracy, is that art is a weapon? Tracy, is that that's who we're talking yes, about? Yes, that is art is a weapon. Shouts Tracy out to Kate. Tracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I I think today's uh, show is powered by a a really dope guy. Today's show is powered by DJ Salah Anansi. Yes, and he has been out on the campaign train trail with John Ossoff. I showed this earlier today. Uh, vote January 5th for uh, the Senate seat. He's been out there um, on the road providing music, good vibes for John uh, while John is pushing the campaign trail. So uh, I like Salah. I'm glad that he was able to power my show today. I love what he does. He is out on Twitch. Follow him. Get get with that guy. He's doing some great. He's doing some great music. He's on Instagram. Thanks, Jodine. He's on Instagram. He's doing some wonderful things through music, producing, remixing, just a really dope guy. And I'm glad that um, he's doing what he's doing. He's all about Atlanta and he's all about making change and making sure that we stay woke and we are aware. That's my man Salah Anansi. Follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and on Twitch. He powered today's show. Thank you Salah. I appreciate you. you. Yes, We appreciate you for all that you do. Listen, if you have not gone out to vote I'm going to use my platform again today. To vote. You need to vote. This is very important. Please, please do not sleep. This is important. We need you to go out there and vote because we need to run the house. Okay. <laughs> we need the, we need the house. Otherwise, uh, Joe and Kamala's job is going to be very difficult if we don't get these two seats. So please go out and vote, 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 vote. It is a very, very important Tuesday. Go out there. I think polls open as early as seven. They'll close at 7 p.m. I believe. Go ahead out there and vote. That is my time. You know me, Real Chicks Rock. I am everywhere. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a website too, realchicksrock.com. Go out there, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Come on, you know you don't want to miss any of these episodes that I'm doing. Go out there. If you need a t-shirt, we got it. If you need a mask to go with your t-shirt, we got it. We want you to be safe, so we got some masks and some things out there. I want to thank our listeners, uh, Get Live Radio. We're out there in the UK, Germany, and Paraguay. Thank you for D uh, WDJY 99.1 FM in the metro Atlanta area. The On Channel, thank you. Subscription television, we love it. And Beat Break Radio. Radio FM. We couldn't do any of this without you guys, so we appreciate your love, your time, and attention. Welcome to 2021. I wish you guys all the best this year. I'm going to be with you. Until next time, you guys be well, take care, and continue to rock on. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride.
Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.